Hi. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Hi. Um, last, last, yesterday, Saturday, Elaine and I went to, my wife and I went to go look at a house and I thought that this house, so this is me sharing my answer for how last two weeks ago message impacted me. I wanted to answer this too, but we go to look at this house. I had already looked at it the day before because Elena couldn't get off of work early. And nowadays you have to be at the house the, at the very first showing with an offer in your hand, it seems like, to get a house. So I went right away to see if it would even be worth us looking at. And my boss came with me and one of our carpenters for our company and they're like, this place is solid, it's great, blah, blah, blah. But it had a lot of updating to do and I was hoping Elena would see how that would be possible. And so when Elaine and I go to see, look at this house, we walk in and it's, it needs updating. <laughs> but the foundation's there. And we, she walks in and just immediately, you don't smell that? <laughs> so I immediately got really like upset because it's like she doesn't see the potential, blah, 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 blah. And then on the way back, she was like, you're not making this whole process fun for me because I, like, I, you asked me what I think. I'm thinking out loud. Like, do you want to know how I actually feel about this or not? I'm, that's not my final answer. And I was like, oh, man. It feels like every time I, I talk about something up here, I get, I very massively realize how enormously I'm failing at that the next week or two. So it's just a chance to get better. But anyways... So that was my story on that. Thanks for listening. Here's another story from Pastor Simon. <laughs> so Elaine and I got a dog uh, a year ago, which is one of the reasons we want a house, so we can have a yard for that little thing to run around in. And uh, we named her after the Scottish island of Skye, S-K-Y-E. So it's a place Elaine and I had dreamed about visiting for years, and we got to visit this fall. So it was really cool. Um, but anyways, so we got this dog, we named, it, we named her Skye, and when we first got her, we knew we were going to need to take her on a lot of walks. She's a little terrier mix, so she's got, and she's still a puppy, so she's got tons of energy. Uh, so we knew we were going to need to take her on a lot of walks because we live in an apartment. And we live downtown, we live by the river in a van, and that's... <laughs> um, so we live downtown and we have to walk over the bridge that goes over the old Oneida Street Bridge that goes over the river. Um, and on the other side of where we live, there's these really beautiful trails that run the whole length um, of the river for like a mile or two. Uh, but the first few weeks we had her, she was so nervous at all the noises. Um, her foster family that she stayed with lived out in the woods on all these acres of land. So all of a sudden she's supplanted into this, the middle of the city and there's rushing water and cars going by 30 miles an hour right next to her. And we couldn't get her to even across the bridge. We couldn't get her a block away without her just trembling and we'd have to pick her up and bring her home. But eventually she got used to the noises enough to make it across the bridge and get to the trails where she settled down a bit because it was less noisy. Um, so it seemed like her confidence was slowly building, but then something else started to happen. She'd see people or she'd see other dogs approaching and she would just sit down 
when the people approached, she'd start wiggling uncontrollably. Um, and But like sneaking towards the people, like so wiggling, like excited. And we thought she was just so excited. That's why she was getting down to approach the people. What we later learned was that's a nervous reaction too. She doesn't know how to, she's submitting before she even walks up to the people because she wants them to know that you know, she's not gonna be ridiculous. So she's nervous. So we thought uh, she was just hungry for all this attention and that she just loved people so much that she had to say hi to every human or dog that passed by, but she was actually just nervous. Um, but then she started getting a little bit more vocal when dogs would pass by after a few months. And now she started growling and barking a little bit. If the dog didn't give her attention, uh, she'd start barking and growling. So it started off pretty mild, but then after uh, she had an incident where she was attacked by one of our friend's dogs and her eye got cut open. Um, after that and after like another incident at the dog park, uh, she started getting a little bit more aggressive or seemingly aggressive uh, on our walks towards other, towards other dogs. So we don't wanna have a dog that people don't feel safe being around or having their other animals around either. So we reached out to a trainer that we had taken uh, puppy classes from when she was, when we just got her. Uh, and over the last months, the month we've been working with her to correct these behaviors with our dog Sky. So unlike Caesar Milan, this trainer uh, is using positive reinforcement with our dog rather than like forcefully asserting our dominance and letting the dog know who the leader of the pack is. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for, for the first meeting, so she came over and for the first meeting, which is like more of a, like she wanted to gather information and things, uh, but she gave us something really basic to work on before she left uh, over the next two weeks when our next, our next session was gonna be. So she told us to have an enormous amount of really high value treats uh, for Sky and to shove them into her face the second Sky, you know, all, you, we knew that she saw a person or saw another dog. So she can still stop, she can, but just shove treats in her face. Um, she wanted us to train her to have a positive association or a positive emotion with seeing other dogs and other people rather than immediately feeling anxious and afraid. Let's, slow, let's just slowly be like, wait, when I see somebody, something good happens. When I see somebody, something good happens. So we did that. And uh, we did that really strictly on her walks over those two weeks. And we saw an enormous amount of improvement. She wasn't barking or lunging as much. Um, and she was starting to calm down a little bit around people and other animals. So the last two sessions, built off of those same tools of positive association and reinforcement um, after she handled encounters really well. So after just over a month, we started uh, to slowly get a sweet and more confident dog back. Um, I think the reason that this training works so much and the reason that we choose to work with this trainer specifically is because I really feel like she understands how animals think and operate. She knows how to get the results out of the animals. So I believe that animals think and react purely off of instinct. 
I think a lot of those instincts are built off of patterns that they experience and have experienced. So when we've, uh, when we've trained our dog to do different behaviors, like sit and come from across the room and things, it, we always start off by awarding her a ton after she does the behavior. And then slowly, we wane her off of the treats until she just does the behavior without necessarily getting rewarded every single time. So we build that pattern in her. I believe we all have that, that same ability to act instinctually just like an animal. I think when we aren't being intentional about how we think and the things that we're doing, we go into that same type of autopilot mode. We act off the patterns we have trained ourselves to operate in. So I believe this is where addictions are also formed. They're patterns and they're negative patterns that we build over time. And before we know it, we can't help but not do or to do an action. So the more we do a behavior, the more and more the, our animal brain, let's call it, this animal brain that we have encourages us to do that behavior more and more. It sees us doing these things. And so it goes, oh, this is what Simon wants to do. And then it juices us towards doing them. However, I've found we can also use that same process to train our brains to do positive behaviors and to undo negative behaviors and addictions like we did with Sky. I just have to be intentional to train my brain to get energy doing those positive behaviors. And this can be painful. Uh, when I've built patterns towards, uh, towards doing something negative in my life, something I didn't I consciously didn't want to do, but had showed myself I still wanted to do those things, but consciously it was like, oh, I wish I could just stop doing that. Um, so my animal brain's gonna be juiced towards doing those things if it doesn't care if those things are right or wrong. It doesn't have to be right or wrong, it just cares about what it's seeing me choose to do. Uh, so it's just acting on the behaviors that I teach it, just like the, our dog. That means if I want to undo a bad behavior, it's going to take a lot of conscious effort and it's gonna feel very painful at first. So our walks with Sky, since we have started this new training, have caused us to have to be way more intentional on our walks with her, but we're feeling better and better about having to be much more aware because we see the positive behavior changes in her as we build those patterns. So we're seeing a payoff. So it's worth the effort that we're putting in. So, I feel like I need to get better cardio shape. Um, <laughs> uh, so I wanna, we're gonna have a question again. We've been doing, I think everybody here has been here for this. So we've been doing, I'm gonna ask a question. Instead of just sitting with it, um, we've been encouraging people to write it out and then share with other people, at least one other person. Today, I wanna to encourage you guys to share with two, like, two other people, so may, form a group, just because just we're trying to facilitate community here. So um, if you want to write out your answer, you can. If you wanna go and sit with somebody right away, you can do that too. Um, feel free to do that in whatever way you feel like you process better. But we're gonna play music for about 10 minutes uh, and the lights are gonna go down now at this point, uh, just to create a little bit more of an intimate atmosphere. But, okay, you guys ready for your question? I don't know what it is. Uh, so the question is, so what is something that you either want to stop doing 
or you want to start doing, but can't seem to get yourself to do it? And what is the tension that you need to overcome to stop or start doing that behavior? So if you scan, I think it's the song, the big QR code, um, the questions on there, I did add to it, but it's essentially what's something you want to start or stop doing? And then what's the tension that you need to embrace to overcome either starting that behavior or doing that behavior um, or stop doing that behavior? Does that make sense? Does everybody get it? Okay, cool. All right, so my I want to answer the question first if I'm going to ask you guys to do it. So I've always struggled with my weight. <laughs> I've gained and lost 75 pounds more than three times in my life. So every time I lose weight, it's because I first embrace the pain of not being able to eat whatever I want to whatever quantities I want of food. Eventually, though, I start to actually crave healthier foods and not instinctively feel like I need to, to eat all of the time. So when I gained my weight back, I was just talking to Brett about this. Uh, um, when I gain the weight back, it's because I slowly develop my addictions to unhealthy food and unhealthy quantities again, and I have to go through that whole painful process again if I want to lose weight. It starts with like, oh, I can have a, I can have whatever meal I want, and then it just snowballs from there until I'm just out of control again. Um, so right now, I have a lot of weight to lose again, and so I need to start embracing that tension of having limitations to what I eat and how much I eat if I actually want to lose that weight. There's my answer. All right. Um, okay, Ali, you can turn the music back up and let's hang out.